Welcome to the Zenways podcast with our teacher Daizan. When I first came to do Zen practice 20 something years ago, whatever it was, um, I vividly remember how I pretty much considered myself fit. I'd been playing rugby, running marathons, things like that. And it came as an absolute shock and a revelation how uncomfortable it could be to just sit still for half an hour in an upright, aligned body position. I had absolutely no idea how painful it could be. As time went on, through perversity, I suppose, I kind of persisted with it. And what tended to happen was gradually, gradually, all this sort of tightness in my shoulders, in my hips, in my, uh, well, my whole body, my neck, uh, started to kind of release, started to ease off, started to, to kind of melt away. And as it did, layers and layers of feeling, of emotion, kind of arose. It was almost as if there were these frozen or locked parts of my body were frozen or locked emotions. And as I, uh, as I kind of gradually eased physically all this emotional stuff that I'd been carrying about kind of eased off as well. But in doing so, as it eased off, as this emotional kind of release happened um, over time, uh, these emotions were kind of relived. It's like they kind of re-arose and needed processing, really, allowing to arise and release, arise and release. And gradually, over years, and still happens to some degree, um, the, uh, these kind of layers of frozen emotion in the body kind of eased away, eased away. And the body became open and more and more free. Now, in uh, Zen, they traditionally regard the human body as kind of three zones. Basically, from here upwards is very much the zone that's concerned with your awareness. You have your sense organs here, your eyes, your ears, your taste, and so on. And your awareness can typically be very much focused. And we, as it were, we, when we come to sit in an upright, aligned position, we're switching on that awareness. We're switching on that um, awakeness, if you like. Awakeness to our environment, to our situation around ourselves, and also awakeness or awareness as to what's going on within. And then we have this central zone, which is very much about connectedness and the heart and love and all those kinds of things. That sense of connection, of affection, of, con of, of love also switches on. 
and again that's both in terms of our external environment but also in terms of our internal environment as well. We truly connect with ourselves. We, as it were, make friends with ourselves through doing this work. And then basically from here downwards is about your groundedness and your uh, kind of personal power and energy. And that also switches on. And so when we come to sit in meditation, when we do our very best to get as comfortable as we can in a balanced and yet relaxed meditation position, we're allowing these three zones, these three aspects of our being to kind of come into their most ideal kind of functioning, their best possible position. When we do this in our daily meditation practice, that tends to carry forward into our lives generally. Now, the things that tend to close down our awareness, the things that close down our connectedness and love, the things that close down our personal power, our sense of being, as it were, grounded in this place, in this moment. These things that do this are when we do our best to, as it were, adopt the position, these things are kind of invited into view. So when we come to sit in meditation, at times it is uncomfortable. In a sense what we're doing is a kind of a spiritual detox, really. We're allowing all of the crud that accumulates over the years through the choices that we've made, the experiences that we've had, we're allowing it all to, as it were, release, open, be seen, be known and released. Now when we do this, a number of things happen. One of the things that happens is we start to realize that to, as it were, hold these layers of frozen emotion in place takes incredible energy. As we release, then all that energy that's gone into locking huge parts of our being down becomes free. That energy becomes available for us to use in our lives in a more constructive way. As you, as it were, lighten the load in terms of what you're carrying around in your life, you'll find things like you may need less sleep, you may get more done in the day, uh, people very frequently look younger, and in fact people actually become younger. They've uh, published some research where people who do about half an hour's meditation every day, after five years, their biological age is about 12 years younger than their chronological age. It literally turns back the clock. As you shed the accumulations of the years, you actually kind of get biologically younger. Now also, as your awareness heightens, 
as these things which clog you up start to release more and more and your awareness develops and heightens, your body and mind become a kind of sensing instrument. So when you're around somebody, for example, who is, they might be on the surface being very reasonable and polite, but underneath they're very angry with you, you know it straight away. You can sense it within your own body and mind, even if they're concealing it very carefully. Your, as you lighten your load, your body and mind actually respond very, very clearly and very cleanly to what's going on in the environment around you. And this means you become much more able to harmonize with the people around you, to deal with them in the way that's of maximum benefit, both to them and to you. As we do this work, as we shed this load more and more fully, as this awareness heightens more and more fully, the final thing that becomes more and more apparent, more and more obvious to you, is anything that you look at, within or without, anything on any dimension that you look at clearly and closely enough, starts to melt before your eyes. You start to realize that nothing is as solid as it appeared to be, as you become less blocked, closed and solid, the world also becomes less blocked and solid. You start to see very, very clearly that wherever you look, within or without, it's like this. Everything's got this dynamic, quicksilver, ungraspable, almost alive quality. And as you see this, very naturally, you don't want to hold on to things like you did before, because you see there is nothing to hold on to. That's just not a, an effective or realistic way to relate to reality as you're seeing it. It just doesn't make sense in the same way. So you start to open your hands, and you start to realize the more you open, the more you're filled. And you start to move from a posture, and when I say posture, I mean posture in the physical sense, as well as posture in the sense of your alignment to the universe. You move from a posture of defensiveness, of closure, to a posture of universality. One of the important teachers in my Soto lineage, Koho Zenji, who was the abbot of a very important Soto temple in Japan, had a saying, if you can let go something as small as yourself, you can grasp something as large as the universe. The most important agent in this letting go process is seeing clearly enough 
that there is nothing to hold on to. And then we do it. It's the only smart move. It's the only sensible thing to do. Now one of the things about this process, when we talk about it in the way I've just done, it sounds very linear. You start with sitting in meditation, you're very uncomfortable, and then you move from from that gradually over this process to seeing how ungraspable everything is, letting it go, and fully enjoying your life within the universe. Sounds all very nice, very clean, very clear-cut. And on one level it is, really. It's, uh, you know, it's fairly, fairly kind of discernible. But on another level, as you kind of do this process, it becomes clear that all of it is contained within all of it. What I mean by that is all of it is here right now. All of those stages are here right now. Right now, you are the universe. Right now, you are Buddha. And all the practice that you do, all the unfolding that you go through, is just to see what you already have and what you already are. And at any moment, you can just relax into this Buddha place right now. So they have a saying, if you want to be a thief, just walk down to the shop and steal something. If you want to be a Buddha, just sit like a Buddha. And it's true, right now, you can allow yourself to open into your universality. Right now, you can enjoy this. You have everything. You always did have, and you always will have. One of the things about our Western culture is, even though we're very much a post-Christian culture, we still very much have a sense of what in Christianity is called original sin, that we're essentially born into a place of, I suppose, not being quite good enough. And we have to somehow earn our salvation. What we're talking about here is diametrically opposed. You're born into original adequacy. You have it all from the word go. You are Buddha from the word go. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to become good enough. You don't have to become, in a sense, different to what you are. It's just a matter of seeing clearly enough who and what you are, who and what the world is around you. And so, at every step on this journey, it's a step from adequacy to adequacy, completion to completion. You don't have to wait 20 years until you can enjoy your life 
enjoy your universal life. You can enjoy it right now. And the more you open to this possibility, the more it can fill you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our work with a donation. Visit zenways.org for more information. You'll also find free guided Zen meditation recordings in the main languages of the world on the Zenways Guided Meditation Podcast channel. Search iTunes to find it.